Welcome back, everyone. My name is Nick Lundberg, and this is the Sports Roundtable, your end-of-the-week sports update on all things Michigan State. We didn't have a pod last week because of Thanksgiving break, so it's good to be back, and now I'm live from the State News with Maddie Warren, our hockey reporter. How was your Thanksgiving break, Maddie? It was really great. It was nice to have a relaxing break, you know, away from work and school. Yeah, that's always good, but we missed a lot over the past two weeks, so let's just jump right into it. First, with women's soccer... Their season came to an end against playoff-seasoned and five-seed TCU in the NCAA tournament. They lost 1-0 to nil, um, a couple weeks ago, and, I mean, this year they had just about an amazing season. No one really thought that this would, you know, would have happened this season. They had 17 wins, which is a program record. They won a Big Ten regular season championship. Um, so many players got um, countless accol- accolades. Lauren Kozel was named Big Ten Goal of the Year. Um, Lauren DeBose named Big Ten Forward of the Year, among others. And, I mean, Maddie, you've been around Michigan State now since you're a senior. This is your senior year. From the jump, I don't know if you've ever been a huge women's soccer fan or not, but from the jump when um, you were here and to see them go from that kind of one-loss season um, earlier in your MSU career to now where they're at, you know, setting program records and um, with a new head coach and Jeff Hostler, as we've we've talked about before, but... Um, if you can, can you talk about just the progress this program has made over the years since you've seen them when you were here? Yeah, um, I think obviously, like you said, Jeff Hostler has done a great job, you know, um, turning around the program. Um, obviously, I think there's a lot of new head coaches at MSU right now who are doing, you know, really great things for their programs, a lot of young teams. Um, but yeah, I think it's really impressive and, you know, we have to give them credit for what they've done so far, obviously hosting the first um, tournament game here. Um, yeah, I think they had a really great season, and it shows. Yeah, they definitely uh, brought a lot of excitement to the program. Um, they broke multiple records for rec- for attendance at DeMartin. Um, like you said, they've hosted their first-ever NCAA tournament game. And, I mean, this is just Hostler's second year, so we'll see what goes from here. Um, he brought in... This recruiting class coming in is 10 new players, so we'll see how they kind of develop. And they've got – they're losing a lot of talent this this offseason, um, but they're also bringing in a lot of talent, and then they've still got players to build around, like freshmen who made the all-freshman team or since Sargent. Jordan Wickes off the bench was a scored seven goals. She was a super sub. Um, so they've got the talent to, I think, stay where they, at, where they had success this season. Um, and maybe even make a deep, deeper run next year in the tournament. But safe to say that the future is very, very bright for this team. But moving on to a sport you covered earlier in the season, volleyball also seems to have a pretty bright future as well. Uh, they lost, while we were gone, they lost to Illinois, and then they won at Northwestern and first Rutgers, and then they lost to Iowa to kind of to round out their season. They finished with a record of 13-18 and 18 and 4-16 and in conference play. And I've talked about this on previous podcasts, but while the record doesn't really show that they had a favorable season, the end of the season getting those wins after that really rough stretch in conference play really helps. I just wanted to know your thoughts on when you were there covering the team for the season, what did you see? Are you, what are your expectations for, for next year and that kind of stuff? Yeah, definitely. So I covered the kind of first half of the season before hockey really started. Um, and I just think that Leo Johnson is kind of building a really important culture. Um, I 
think she really believes in her players. Um, they have a lot of young players who have had a lot of success this year, like um, Aaliyah Moore and Meredith O'Gorman specifically. Um, they've been big like scorers on the team. Um, and obviously they had some close matches with some teams who were ranked and who were supposed to be better than them. But, you know, in those sets, even though they lost the match, they were really like right there with them, had some like 25, 27, you know, um, sets. Yeah, I would just say that she's doing a, Coach Johnson's doing a really good job so far. And I think they have, like you said, a really bright future ahead, especially now that they're playing at the Breslin Center. I think that's going to draw more fans in and kind of get some excitement going around the program here. That was another thing. Um, like I mentioned with women's soccer, the record program attendance for volleyball was also set this season. Um, like you said, they moved to the Breslin Center this year. Um, and I think it was the game against Michigan, right, where they set it? Yes, it was. I was there for that game. And I remember they had to open up like the upper deck because it was just like overflowing in the lower bowl. So I think people are definitely excited. Um, and obviously they ended up losing that game, but it was really close. And I think I remember like one set. I can't remember how many points, but it like went past like the 25. So it was, yeah, it was really interesting to see how excited people in the area are about volleyball. It's always good to see those kinds of sports getting more and more recognition for just about like what they've been doing over the course of the season. And for a young staff like Leah Johnson, for well now going into next year, it's going to be her second year. But with all these new players, all the new staff, her, be, her being her first year, it's good to see all of this excitement kind of wound up earlier in the year. But And it's also good, like I was saying um, in previous podcasts, that they ended their season with a couple wins to kind of push that momentum to next year, especially with a young team that's very important. So it's also next year for women's volleyball is going to be very exciting as well. But in the past couple weeks, um, I've been shouting out the cross-country team because they've been making some some rounds um, throughout MSU's campus. And recently, uh, Katie Osaka earned All-American honors at the cross-country NCAA championships. So I just wanted to shout them out. They've been, you know, making waves um, but moving on to basketball, I was curious, Maddie, did you catch any of the action this past couple weeks? Um, yeah, I watched, I think, one out of the three. There was three games um, in the, the Portland tournament, um, the Phil Knight Invitational. Um, obviously, uh, basketball, I think, is surprising a lot of people this year. Um, I covered a couple media days with Mel earlier in the season and just kind of got some preseason buzz going around with them. Um, I think Joey Hauser in particular has kind of been a leader, kind of stepped up. I wrote a feature about him earlier in the, um, before the season started. And so I think, yeah, it'll be interesting to see where they go. Yeah, so they've, they went two and one in the Phil Knight Invitational, like you said. As of now, they're ranked 20th in the country. Um, and they were dealing with some injuries during the PKI tournament when, Malik Hall is sidelined for the next couple weeks. Aikens is still questionable throughout this week. Um, so the bench really stepped up. I really like what I saw from Pierre Brooks shooting the ball efficiently. Um, Jason Wintons offered some good minutes um, for Jaden Aikens a spot. Uh, Trey Holloman, as a freshman, came in, defended really well. Jackson Kohler, Carson Cooper. We know that the depth behind is not you know the greatest, but it was good to see them kind of step up and take take roles for themselves. So... Overall, it was a very successful tournament for the team. Besides, Alabama has insane size, and it just really threw them off in that first game, especially without Malik and Aikens. 
Um, but to, but for them to rebound like they did for the next two games, it was just it was good to see out of that team, and hopefully they can keep kind of this momentum going forward. Um, but on the women's side of things, they dropped both their games in the PKI, lost by about I think it was thirty to Iowa fifth ranked Iowa State, which the game was not pretty at all. As Matilda Eck didn't play, um, the offense just couldn't get it going. The Iowa State was just too big. They were just too quick. They they shot the lights out, and it was it was a tough game. But they also lost in their next game to Oregon. They showed some fight in that one though, and it was very good to see, even though they couldn't pull out the win. They were down by 17 at one point, and then they came back to even things up at like around 10, 15 minutes later. But um, Matilda Egg played in that one, and, and Kamari McDaniel had 28 points, kind of taken over as that kind of Nia Cloudon type scorer in that one. So. It's just it was good to see the fight um, from that team in those two games, but we'll see what happens with them going forward. They'll need definitely need someone like Ecker McDaniel to continue to step up and score if they want to continue to win some of these big games. But moving on to your specific beat, hockey. Now they are ranked 13th in the country. They'll face Minnesota and they're in a home two game home series for a battle at the top of the Big Ten. Um, and while we were gone, they went 3-1 and one versus Penn State and Miami. They lost one game to Penn State. They swept Miami. Um, and we also were talking about the Jagger-Joshua incident a little bit, so we'll, we'll get into that. But um, what have you seen from this team since you've kind of stepped in um, on the beat and just, you know, I mean, they've been exceptional. You, what can you say about their performance this season? So obviously, anybody who knows um, MSU hockey knows they haven't been amazing the last decade or so. Um, but they're definitely already starting to um, make like national news. And people, I think Adam Nightingale, it's his first year behind the bench, um, and he's really starting. I think people are starting to take notice. Um, they're obviously their first line in particular, which, as you mentioned, Jagger Joshua is a part of. Um, they all. I think they all lead, like, the top three goal scorers. So, yeah, they're just on the up right now, and I think it's it'll be really good to see, especially this weekend, we'll tell a good indicator of where they're at and if they can really compete with some of these bigger teams. Yeah, Minnesota will definitely be no joke. And I saw that not in coordinating with the incident, the racial slur incident with the Ohio State, play, Ohio State player that occurred, that Jagger will be sitting for um, one of the Minnesota games. Could you... Get more, go more into that. Yeah, so he actually sat last weekend against Miami. Oh, um, it was no, it's okay. Um, it was the first game against Miami that he sat out of. Um, I didn't cover those games for the state news, but I did watch them. Um, it was because um, of his penalty minutes. He currently leads the nation with fifty-three penalty minutes, and so I think they were kind of trying to. Um, I think Nightingale was trying to like set an example a little bit and. Um, he mentioned in his press conference yesterday that um, he wanted to, you know, they talk about discipline a lot and, you know, um, playing with discipline. So I think it was kind of a it was kind of a way to um, not really punish him, but just kind of like to set the tone and be like, okay, this is what you don't want to do. Um, so, yeah, he sat out against Miami on Friday, then he came back on Saturday. So he will be playing against Minnesota. Okay, that's that'll be good to see for the team. And like you said, what Nightingale did to kind of, you know, give the team a little message that you can't get away with that kind of stuff. And for a young coach to do that on a new team is very applaudable. And 
Nightingale this season has been exceptional um, from anyone, no matter what you're, who you're a fan of, what perspective you have. It's just everything about the season for Michigan State has been incredible, and it's going to be a very good series this weekend against Minnesota for a battle at the top of the Big Ten. But moving on to football, and their season is finally, finally over. They were in the news as of late. They've been fined a hundred grand for the Michigan Tunnel incident. Uh, the university has, while Michigan was reprimanded, and we heard Izzo's grievance with that kind of, with the what happened with everything. But all the players from Michigan State were reinstated, besides Kari Crump, who had the felony charge. And I, when I listened to what Izzo had to say, I, I agreed to a certain extent with his statement about how Michigan was only has only been reprimanded for these kind of things. Like this isn't a first time thing. With oh, Penn State had trouble with that earlier this year. Ohio State had it a couple years back. But for the players to be kind of like throwing helmets and stuff, and since this fine is the most I believe ever in Big Ten history with a hundred grand, I believe the previous highest was forty. But just with everything, I, I think the stakes were a little bit higher with what happened, and I think U of M, like, we kind of needed more of a definition of what reprimanded means because they kind of just get, like, a public slap slap mm-hmm. up to the face, but nothing nothing like a 100 grand. So it's just, I was, I agree with Izzo to an extent on his opinions about the matter, but I, what do you think, Maddie? Yeah, um, I think the Big Ten is just, like, like you said, reprimanded. I think that's kind of vague. And um, obviously, as we saw with um, the Jagger Joshua incident, how the Big Ten kind of said um, that they weren't going to punish the Ohio State player any further because there wasn't enough evidence. Just kind of, it seems like there's kind of a lack of, I don't know, like there's not a lot of, there's not a lot of like transparency. Accountability. Yeah. Yeah. It's just kind of. They're just kind of being big, very vague about everything, kind of just pushing it to the back burner. So it was, it's, I don't know, it's just interesting why they were making these decisions. Yeah, um, definitely. I, I agree that the Big Ten does need to be, have more transparency and take more accountability on others, on the other side of these issues. I, I think Mel Tucker and the whole university handled the, on our side of the situation very, very greatly, and everything that needed to be done was done. So I commend. Mm-hmm. Um, everything that they did, but they could have used those players that were just reinstated in this last game against Penn State. They lost in their last game of the season um, to move their record to five and seven, and we'll see if there's a chance at a bowl game. But that's only if some of the other teams don't take it. And I mean, we MSU didn't even have enough bodies to practice in these last couple of games this year, and that's just how bad the injury bug has been for this season. Overall, this was a very disappointing season for all Michigan State fans. Um, the loss to like Minnesota early in the season really kind of, you know, that's when people knew that this was not going to be pretty. And it was just not, after the year they had last year, to kind of regress like this was very, just not, not the best look for the team. Um, but, you know, like there's always the saying, there's always next year. Um, so we'll see what kind of recruits and from the portal and from high school Tucker can bring in to kind of change what happened this season. Obviously, the injury bug was huge, like I mentioned, uh, all throughout the season with Xavier Henderson missing time, Jacob Slade missing time, Darius Snow was out for the season. The line had some, the line had some injury bugs, and just all around the team was just hampered by injuries all season long. And Maddie, I know you're a big 
Michigan State football fan. Um, how would you describe what you saw from the team this season, and what would you say um, are your expectations for them moving forward? Yeah, I mean, obviously I was definitely surprised. I don't think anybody expected 5-7. and seven. I mean, the drop-off was so big. I mean, I think obviously we knew that we weren't going to be as – they weren't going to be as good as last year with, um, you know, Kenneth Walker leaving for the NFL. But I just think I think now it's all about how they respond uh, next season. I think Mel Tucker and the crew have some work to do in the off season. Like you mentioned, the transfer portal—that's his favorite thing. So I think it'll be it'll be a really telltale sign come next spring, and there'll probably be some quarterback competition as well. So it's just all about how they answer, I think, and what comes next. Yeah, no, I definitely agree, and I mean, there's always, there's been some buzz about Dante Moore, five-star QB from Detroit, possibly coming here with the firing of their, of Oregon's offensive coordinator, who he's committed to right now, so I mean, who knows with all this NIL stuff and recruiting, anybody can flip anywhere, anybody can transfer at any time, so that's, I mean, and there is also competition behind Thorne, like you said, and that'll be a kind of a interesting battle next year between um, Noah Kim is he saw some looks this season and we all know Caden Hauser was the guy coming in last year um, as a freshman as a four-star QB um, one of Mel Tucker's biggest recruits in his time here so um, that competition will be interesting to say the least um, but as of now we are kind of just focusing on if the team will get a bowl game there's still a little bit of speculation that that might happen, but nothing's for sure. So we'll we'll keep you updated about what goes on. But that's about all the time we have here today. I wanted to say thank you, Maddie, for coming on and talking sports, MSU Sports. Yeah, thank you for having me. I had a fun time. Thank you. And thanks to everyone for listening. And we'll see you next Friday for another edition of Sports Roundtable. Peace out.